Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back to our number two of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina filling in for the great Cam Stewart. Hanging out. He's hanging out in Vegas along with, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm along here with uh, George Kurtz and uh, Sean Angle behind the glass producing all uh, the uh, morning's shows as we head into the uh, afternoon. Uh, Sean pushing all the right buttons there, George. And, how do we know uh, Sean's so, uh, pushing how all the right buttons? How do we know this? Because uh, you and I could still convert. You know, I, I guess we don't know for sure that uh, you know our voices are being broadcasted right. where they should. But, we have, but at least maybe we're you speaking. and I just talking to each other. <laughs> we have no way of knowing. There you go. There you go. That's very true. Uh, Sean, can you prove to us that we're on air? Well, I could always just replay back the uh, feed itself from the radio side. (laughs) But then you guys would be hearing yourselves twice, and then I'd be getting phone calls about that. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) You ever hear these phony phone calls where uh, some some people have them? uh, Let's say you, you make a call, and on the other end of the line is really a recording of you. (laughs) <laughs> You're talking to yourself. Well, anyway, it happens. Uh, so, uh, Game of Thrones weekend there. Uh, <laughs> Good to know it happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah, I've, I've heard it happen. So, uh, Game of Thrones weekend, George. Uh, you all pumped up for a little Game of Thrones? I don't know if I'm pumped up. I mean, I know it's on tomorrow. Uh, now, once again, I don't have HBO. You'll be so watching or no? Oh, you don't? Okay. Uh, I don't, but I'll get it on HBO Plus, HBO Now, whatever the hell they call it. Uh, once again, the I, Apple, whatnot. I, yeah. I may once again be borrowing this from somebody else, but uh, hmm. I will neither hmm. confirm nor deny that I'll be doing this. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll watch it. Uh, mainly because, like I said, I told you before, I had no choice. You know, I, I'm not going to stay on social media until I get to it. You know, which might be a couple right. of days, whatever it might be. So, uh, yeah, I'll watch it. And uh, I do like the show. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I get pumped up about any shows anymore. I really don't, but I do like mm-hmm. the show. The only thing about the show is I've said it over and over again. It's probably, it might be the only show over the past, I don't know, five, six, seven years that I have to watch. Usually when I'm watching a show, mm-hmm. I'm doing something else. You know, maybe working around the house. Maybe I'm writing in a column, whatever it might be, doing stuff, whatever. You know, this I have to watch because you can't do anything else because you will not know what the hell is going on. Even paying attention, I don't right. know what the hell is going on. Right. That's why you, when you, you're saying now you, you, you're watching it for the second time, I need to watch it a second, third, fourth time before I'll truly ever know exactly what's going on here. And I look forward to doing that, by the way. I do look forward to seeing mm-hmm. this show again. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it tomorrow, but I'm, I'm not going out of my mind. Yeah, I agree with you in terms of that you really need to pay attention. A lot of different storylines going on, and watching it the second time uh, just it, it explains things a little bit better to me. You know, uh, you know, and, and and the one thing that confuses me is uh, you know uh, the Queen of Dragons that ha- she has like forty-two different names. You know, <laughs> you know, Khaleesi, Queen of Dragons, Freer of Chained Men, and you know, it's just like name after name after name. So, uh, but good stuff. You know, I'm, pick I'm a name, sweetheart, and stick with it. 
Yeah, pick the name in the middle. Yeah, just pick pick one name. So uh, there was a story that uh, came out this week. Uh, uh, it was, uh, I saw it on Time.com, but originally it was uh, posted on Conversation.com, and it made me think of you, George. It was a report about baseball umpires. Uh, there was a study uh, from a team of uh, Boston University graduate students. Uh, they closely analyzed uh, how many balls get called as strikes. Yeah, they suck and too. Balls and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, they they uh, they ranked the accuracy uh, of home plate umpires, and uh, age and experience was taken into account. Did you hear about this or no? Only through you. Oh, okay. So uh, MLB home plate umpires uh, make incorrect calls at least twenty percent of the time. So that's uh, one in every five of their calls are wrong. <laughs> so and you, you I, know I'm not surprised you because. I know. You're the one that's calling for robo umpires. But I'll give you some, some additional information. Uh, in the 2018 season, MLB umpires made 34,246 incorrect ball and strike calls for an average of 14 per game uh, or 1.6 per inning. So the uh, two point uh, last season, 55 games or 2.2% of the total played ended with an incorrect call. And uh, when uh, batters had two strikes on them, the error rate for all umpires actually increased. <laughs> so <laughs> incorrect calls Amazing. happened 29% of the time, almost double the error rate when the batter had one or no strikes. I mean, I've been more beating this, right? Uh, yeah, been, yeah. This, you've been beating this drum for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what I found also interesting is uh, the highest error rates came from the older, more veteran umpires. Uh, average uh, age of uh, baseball umpires is 46, uh, and uh, they have 13 years of experience on average. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, top performers between 2008 and 2018 uh, among umpires had an average age of 33 years old and had less than three years of experience at the big league level. So, what do you think that that do you think that that's a, a physical thing where a, a younger umpire, uh, you know, uh, might be better at the job? Do you think that let's say you've been doing the job for so long that you kind of like you know going through the motions? <laughs> what do you think might explain something like that? Oh, I think it could be a physical thing and a mental thing. Physical is sort of you're, mm -hmm. you're sort of saying they get uh, they get tired as the game goes along. Maybe they're not crouching as low, as low as they were in the beginning of the game. Maybe they're not focused as much. You know, the mental part mm -hmm. of it, they just lose focus as the game goes on. You know, I'll, like you said, I've been beating this drum forever about the home plate umpire. I think they're terrible. Absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, the, you know, the K-Zone quest, they only shows it um, when you see it on TV. I understand that's not perfect. I, I get that. Mm -hmm. But what I like about the K-Zone and quest deck, at least the strike zone would be the same for everybody. There'd be no more mm -hmm. of this bull crap of one player or one pitcher having a different strike zone than the next. You know, and I, I, by the way, when I say different strike zone, I understand the taller batters have a bigger strike zone. I get that. But what I'm saying is that, you know, some players, the umpire is giving the benefit of the doubt to. You know, there's a, you know this guy's mm -hmm. a 300 hitter. He must know it's not a strike. I'm not going to call him out. Or the veteran, you don't call out. Or the guy who yells at you all the time, you don't want to get to the note, you don't feel like hearing it from him. So you're not going to call him out. Right. You know, that, that sort of thing. Or you just don't like calling somebody out, whatever it might be. Or the managers, you know, because you've been yelling at you all the time, so you give this guy a break. You know, I, I think that's uh, all part of this. All a part of it. I think the home plate umpire is just bad. Uh, you, if you watch, mm -hmm. ever watch the game, I know you do, of course, but if you watch the game, you pay attention to the home plate umpire, watch where the home plate umpire sets up. It's almost always, 99% of the time, on the inside corner. Yeah, that, that's where they set it because you, the further you set up outside, the more better chance you ever getting hit by foul tips and foul balls. So it's almost always on mm -hmm. the inside corner, which means they're guessing on the outside corner. They're just guessing. They have no idea if it's a strike or not. You know, uh, other than their experience and over that, they're just they're just pretty much guessing. I wish this uh, study you said would have given that about the uh, where these incorrect mistakes, uh, incorrect calls were happening, because I guarantee you mm -hmm. a, a bigger percentage would be on the outside corner. Because they're sta they're standing up, they're sitting on the inside corner. They should be able to judge that easily. You know, it's the outside mm -hmm. and the high strike. They can't get those two right. And Lord knows they can't get the str the low strike right. The Aaron Judge, they haven't adjusted for that. Uh, right, but it, right, it happens right. over point. and over and over again. Uh, you didn't. I don't think we saw this as much in the '70s when they had that uh, the balloon chest protector, because then they were straight mm -hmm. up over the middle, right over the, over the middle of the plate, because they weren't they weren't going to get hurt. They weren't going to get hit with foul balls. They didn't have to worry about it. So I understand the balloon chest protector was ugly. You know, it wasn't as uh, as aesthetically pleasing. 
because of uh, you know how it looked. But I think it led to a more accurate strike zone. I do. I think the mm-hmm. umpires didn't, didn't crouch as much, so they got the, the high strike right. You know, and I also think they got the uh, the outside strike right. Maybe they were a little off now in the low strike. But the bottom line is this. I think this is an easy correction. Nobody would lose a job. That's why I say but nobody's losing a job here. The home plate umpire still has to be back there. Still has to sit there. You know, you could do it one of two ways. You could have a light system behind it where, you know, green, ball, red strike. Or you could have somebody uh, who's watching the feed telling the umpire, strike, ball, mm-hmm. ball, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So, But either way, he has to be there to call play, uh, plays at the plate anyway. You know, so nothing changes here. Nobody loses a job here. Just that you don't, you don't have to worry about them making all these mistakes. Because it's, it's the right. thing that's not talked about. It's just not talked about. The home plate umpire, to me, is the equivalent in football of the guys who are trying to spot the ball. It's complete guesswork. Mm-hmm. It's just complete guesswork. Sure, they'll probably get more right than wrong, but they get a whole bunch wrong. You know, getting, getting more right than wrong isn't acceptable. You know, 51-49 <laughs> right. is getting more, more right than wrong. But as you say, this is about 85, what, 80-20 in baseball. But one every five, you get 80 right, 20 wrong. That's a lot. That's a B minus. Mm. Right? That's not very good. I think about uh, as gambling becomes even more prevalent, this is a, an issue, right? I mean, if you're going to be putting your, your money down and then and, and, you know, looking for a true outcome, uh, when you see uh, such a big percentage of, of mistakes being made, it's concerning. I think, I think you have a great point there, Joe. I mean, a great point. I think mm-hmm. uh, Gamble's going to want the outcome to be correct. I mean, in all these old-time mm-hmm. people go, oh, you know, mistakes are human nature. Yeah, go to a doctor and have surgery, and oh, it's okay <laughs> if you make a mistake. Yeah, bull crap. Yeah, right, sorry, uh, we you, uh, took off the wrong leg. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> what? Oh, this <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want open heart surgery? Oh, sorry, I nicked that artery and you died. Uh, and that's all crap. I mean, uh, if, if it could be corrected, it should be corrected. I, I you know the, the human element. Get the hell out of here. The human element is great until it affects your team or your bet. Then guess what? Screw the human element. You wish what the call would have gotten right. It, it's it's mm-hmm. just, in my mind, it's it's correctable. Why aren't we correcting it? You know why? And according to the article, it? yeah. Absolutely. And according to the article, uh, it says that uh, Major League Baseball has notoriously resisted retiring poorly performing umpires and hiring uh, better performing ones. I guess the, the umpires have, a, have a, uh, a union, right? So I guess that's, that's part of the problem? That's definitely part of the problem. Uh, the other part of the problem is yeah. there's no uh, – as far as we know, what happens when the, these umpires make mistakes over and over again? I mean, what happens? Is there are there any consequences? <laughs> any at all? Right. I mean, really, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm dead serious. Any at all? I mean, as far as we know, there's none. Absolutely none. Oh, they may not get postseason jobs. Oh, so they can just screw up the hundred uh, the hundred sixty two games. Yeah, it, it makes no. I mean, it really makes no sense to me. None. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to see the umpire, just like the players. These players got to answer to the media when they screw something up. You know, we, we hear them. Oh, you went yep, over four yep. tonight. You made three errors. You know why? I want to. Why should these umpires have to go have to face the media? Yeah, why shouldn't they? You know, hey, uh, you know, Angel Hernandez, how, why'd you miss three calls at first base? What the hell happened? That happened last year, right? Right, right, right. In, in a game, mm-hmm. three three calls overturned at first base. How about we talk to him about that? You know, well, what's going on? Let these umpires face the music. Managers have to face the music. Players have to face the music. Even GMs have to face the music. You know, why don't the umpires have to face the music? I don't. I don't understand that. Once again, they they get paid well, very well. You know, they should be under the same scrutiny everybody else's. You know, but uh, actually, there's just there's just no consequences, no consequences for these umpires who make mistakes over and over again. And uh, you know, not about baseball umpires, but you go back to f- football. Why are all these sure. football referees leaving? You know how many football referees have are left they, now they- in the past couple of seasons. Uh, are they being taken to task for, uh, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, it was a cushy job and maybe now uh, they're being, you know, we'll say outed uh, for, for poor performance? What do you think? I don't know. But this is like six to eight now, <laughs> referees. And I'm talking about highly talented guys, we've, you know, from watching on TV, you recognize these guys are gone. They've left. They've retired. Mm-hmm. They've quit. You know, some have gone on to be that, you know, uh, that referee in the booth. You know, uh, and, they, and they, it's funny how they get all those calls wrong too. Uh, you know, oh yeah, I would return. I would overturn that. And you say, oh really? That didn't look like it was a problem. But uh, a couple of guys have left for that, and I get that. Probably it's probably more money, more exposure, fine. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be on the field. So I, that that I get. But the other guys just are just leaving. Why? See, this is an awful weird run of all of a sudden these referees leaving. So I wonder what's going on there too. 
you know, uh, did they perform badly? And is that why they're being asked to leave? So uh, that has crossed my mind as well. But as for the baseball, I think the uh, yeah, it's the union. I think the union is strong. Mm-hmm. For some reason, baseball yeah, can't get rid yeah. of them. Well, baseball uh, umpires, I guess they considered what full-time employees, even even though it's a game that's played what six, seven months out of the year, and uh, what and NFL ref, refs are basically they some of them are, are lawyers and and have you know other uh, professions, right? Yeah, I believe most of the NFL refs are very well off. That's why they hire these guys. Mm-hmm. You mentioned lawyers mm-hmm. and CEOs, stuff like that, because they don't. This way, they won't be bribed, right? Won't be uh, mm-hmm. tempted by, uh, uh, I guess, the the mob, you know, that sort of thing. So I think mm-hmm. that's what they, the NFL does there. So they're not full time <laughs> employees. They should be, mind you. They really should hire these guys mm-hmm. as full timers. I, I get it. It's only sixteen games. What are you going to do the other? Uh, yeah, you know, I guess you can make the fun, the joke. What are you going to do the other three hundred forty nine days of the year? Yeah, but Mm -hmm. uh, baseball, they are full-time because, obviously, they're working pretty much full-time from, what, March up until uh, definitely the end of September, October for some of these guys. So I guess that does make it full-time. And I don't have Mm -hmm. have an issue with that. Uh, My issue, like I said, I believe in correcting mistakes that can be corrected. I just do. I don't want to see replay for every play. I don't. I really don't. Uh, I don't have a problem how it's used in baseball. I don't have a problem calling somebody out for coming off the base by a millimeter. Stay on the base. It's pretty much mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, the, it's, that's how the game is. Stay on the base. You're off the base, you're out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's that simple. He's like, oh, he's only off the base by a half a mil, a half a, an inch. Is he on the base? It's pretty simple. He's either on the base or he's not on the base. There's no, oh, it's okay if you're off by a little bit. No. Okay? That's <laughs> yeah. not what the game yeah. is. Now, that make, mm-hmm. makes no that market makes no sense to me. Either you're on the base or you're not on the base. So I have no problem with that. Uh, but like I said, I think Quest X should come. I think the game would go faster. You want to save time? It would go faster. Because once again, there'd be no arguments. There'd be no BS. Get in the box. Go. And if they strike someone's called by Quest X, by the way, and you get that high strike, guess what? Got to swing the bat. Yeah, got to swing mm. the bat. You want to adjust the strikes on for Quest Tech? Fine. You want to make strikes on a little smaller because these guys are throwing the ball 118 miles an hour? I don't have a problem with that either. But I think Quest Tech is right. it's time has come. I'm, t- I'm just tired of all the BS, you know, of the umpires having no clue behind the plate. And we see it all the time. We can see it clearly. That ball is six inches. And Aaron, Aaron Judge was called, uh, called out the other day on a ball that was eight to 12 inches low. It's just a joke. You know, in my mind, it's time has come. It's time has come for a while now. Let's get it done. I knew you'd enjoy this topic. I thought of you as soon as I uh, I saw this article. So my biggest stuff. pet peeve. Yes. Uh, All right. When we come back, uh, we'll take a look at the uh, Major League uh, waiver wire for fantasy baseball. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galena in for Cam Stewart along with George Hertz. Sean Angle producing our show. They say the danger's gone away. You're going to see... uh, That's okay. I know, I know. But uh, you're going to see uh, Phil Collins, lead singer. Right? I don't think so, man. That concert's on a Sunday oh. during football season. Oh, man. Because yeah, I, I thought you said like, you, uh, it was in October. Yeah, you're right, October. Right in the heart yeah. of... Uh... So I don't think so. I don't think uh, it's really not good for me to take off a uh, football Sunday, which is pretty much what I'd have to do there. So I think... I mean, if he was, if he was still going to play with drums and all, but he's not the same person he was. He can't play with drums anymore uh, due to back injuries. So I, I, I don't think so. I'm still debating it. Tickets went on sale yesterday. Um, eh, I don't know. I, I don't think so. But uh, I, I really want to because I might be the last time he comes around and plays. But uh, I think in the end, I'll, I'm going to. He's not pass. that old. But he, does, he has had yeah, his, he's, uh, he's share got of, physical uh, problems, health issues, right? He's got, 
Yeah, right. he's got physical issues here. So that that's the problem. It's not that his age, it's uh, physical issues. I don't know how much how much longer he can play. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hopefully. Hey, uh, what's uh, uh, Mick Jagger seems to have done okay with that surgery he had. Right. That was some kind of heart surgery, right? They were uh, sort of yeah, yeah. weird about that. Some they, kind they of valve issue. Quiet. Right. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Rolling Stones guy as well, so I'm glad he uh, – not that I would be rooting for against anybody's because uh, I wasn't a fan. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was rooting for him, right. but I'm really not rooting for uh, – I hate the who, so God forbid anything happens uh, the Roger Daltrey. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm a big who fan as well, so I'm go just, Roger yeah, yeah. and Pete hey, as well. But I get, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's take a look at a couple of names uh, that uh, some of our listeners might be interested uh, on the waiver wire uh, for this weekend. And, and I'll start off with a guy that we kind of uh, talked about last week, uh, Max Freed. Now uh, two starts in, 2-0. and uh, Let's see, strikeouts, uh, nine strikeouts in 13.2 innings, .659 whip. And our issue uh, last week was, uh, you know, once everyone starts to get healthy in this um uh, starting rotation for the uh, for the Braves, if he's going to be like last man out, you still feel that way? Because now, uh, supposedly, Fulton Nevich is close to coming back. Yeah, they uh, they're giving him another rehab start because his last one was rain shortened, so they didn't quite stretch him out as much as they wanted to. So he'll get another one, I believe, mm-hmm. on Monday or Tuesday, which means he can be back next weekend. All right, so uh, someone has to come out of a lineup then. Because Fulton Davis is getting that, uh, mm-hmm. is going back in. There's no doubt about that. So who's coming out? That's the game you're playing here. Who's coming out? Right. And it could be, could be Mr. Freed, right? Could be him. We don't mm-hmm. know for sure. They mm-hmm. haven't said mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's, I think they're also using that sort of a carrot. You know, keep pitching well and you get to play. Don't pitch well, you don't play. Right. You know, that's that sort of thing. And I don't listen. I don't mind that, mind you. But uh, we're sort of playing that game. It's I don't, it's not going to be Tehran. It's not going to be Gaussman. You know, I don't think it's going to be Newcomb. So that leaves. Freed or Wright. At the right start last night, I'm leaning towards Wright being the the odd man out here. I think he'll be the one that'll, uh, that will lose his rotation spot. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Freed's an, an obvious pickup. You know, p- plays for a good team mm-hmm. in a uh, neutral ballpark as far as pitchers. And uh, he's pitching well. Yeah, I don't know. He's more than just a hot guy. So I think he's going he's gonna to be someone you keep on your roster for a while. I think there'll be weeks you won't start him, you know, because you won't like the matchups. I don't think he's a must start. But I think he's somebody you can add to your lineup. So he doesn't suck. Mm, there you go. I like that. He doesn't suck. Uh, you know, I was into uh, Yanni uh, Chirinos. I hope I'm, I pronounced his name right off the off the uh, the Rays. Uh, had gotten off to a great start. Uh, then all of a sudden, uh, they bring him in last night uh, in relief, and he gets blown up. Uh, it gets charged for uh, six runs with a two point one uh, and two point one innings pitched. Uh, so I mean, is Am, am I silly to think that uh, you could, you know, roster uh, a Rays starting pitcher other than Snell and and Morton and Glasnow because of the way that they use uh, the Rays use that that opener? Uh, you never know. Like you know, all of a sudden you have uh, Chirinos, unless it's because of a scheduling uh, issue that he was brought in in relief, and you know they were going to skip his turn. But I, as far as I remember, I think he was scheduled to start today. Uh, you know, another friend of mine asked me the same thing because he, he claimed uh, Ryan Yarborough. I think as fantasy mm-hmm. owners, we're still we're still trying to figure this out. You know, uh, will it work? <laughs> yes. You know, we're st- mm-hmm. will it work to roster one of these guys and put him in your starting rotation? Uh, it's hard because I thought the same thing as you, by the way. Oh, they must have been a uh, scheduled mm-hmm. day off. You know, they're going to skip a uh, skip his turn in rotation, so they'll make him in the bullpen. So like what the Yankees doing with Domingo mm-hmm. Germán. You know, the Yankees are going to skip right. this next time because they they were off Thursday, they're off Monday. All right, so they mm-hmm. they have off days. They don't they don't need them. That's, that's first thing I saw. I, uh, first thing I thought when I saw when I saw that uh, this happened. yeah yeah makes sense. But yeah. it, could, it does. It makes perfect sense. I, I don't have an issue uh-huh. with it. Right. But then I check, and you're like, oh, that doesn't really seem to be the case now. So what the hell is mm-hmm. going on? You know, why'd you do right. this then? You know, and I think we'll have more. Why'd you do this, like this to us? Right. Why? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think it's well. We we do wine. Let's face it, we're fantasy owners. Uh, I yes. think we'll have more problems like this in the future, where it's, if this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to lose a start. You're going to be like, oh. So can you live with that? Yeah. You know, I I don't think I can unless I have to. I think it's a situation I'd rather right. avoid. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but still, it is he is enticing, so we got to keep our eye on him. Uh, last I checked, he was owned in uh, 63% of uh, Yahoo leagues. Uh, now, uh, talk about a guy that uh, I mentioned earlier as a potential uh, DFS, uh, you know, uh, someone you might consider using as a DFS, a cheap option today. Uh, Tyson Ross. Uh, there's a guy that uh, he's had a long career. He's 32 years old already, uh, which isn't old, old. But I mean, at one point it looked like you know he was going to end up being a, uh, a, a a good long-term pitcher, kind of a a solid middle of the rotation. He, you didn't look to him as an ace. Uh, he had some pretty decent numbers uh, when he was with San Diego in 2014: 2.81 uh, ERA in 31 starts, uh, 3.26 ERA in 33 starts in 2015. Uh, he's been dealing with injuries, right? And and uh, getting off to a good start with the the Tigers. That tie, it's, it's tough. Uh, to, to pick up a, a pitcher off the Tigers' uh, rotation just based on how poor their offense is, right? But, I mean, uh, so far, uh, 2.25 ERA, uh, and he has uh, 12 strikeouts in 12 innings pitched so far. His FIP is a little high, uh, so that uh, the, maybe he's not pitching as well as that 2.25 ERA suggests. Well, you know where I'm going to go with this. All right, starting pitcher, five categories in most leagues. Mm-hmm. All right, we play five by fives. So if you're playing by six by six, seven by seven, that's a little different, and his value would go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But starting pitcher, five categories, he's not getting saves. Four categories. Well, you just said it. Probably not getting wins now. You know, because yeah. once again, the team's not going to win the issue, very many. Yeah. Night down to three categories. You know, and does he do enough in those other three categories to make up? You know, the fact that he's not going to get you any saves, not going to get you any. Uh, so you don't expect him to get all that many wins. So that's my problem here. You know, the, mm-hmm. the player himself is okay, but what categories do I need to hit? You know, what categories am I looking to hit with this guy? You know, am I looking for a pitcher to last long term or looking for someone who's going to hit a certain category? Do I need to help my whip, help my uh, ERA? You know, what what am I looking to hit here? It's something I'll always look at with someone like this who's not, we know he's not going to be a four-category guy. You know, right, his, right. His, his ratios are fine, right? He's, he's up to a hot start, 2.25, 1.17. Strikeouts uh, is one per inning right now. So that's good. We like all that. Mm-hmm. I do think all those numbers, I think strikeouts come down. I think their ratios do go up. But I don't know if the wins change all that much. Like I said, I think he's a, uh, a filler. It's exactly where I would look at him as a filler. I need some at the bottom of my mm-hmm. rotation. We generally we start six, seven starters in most leagues. Nine, you know, it's 14 and nine. Nine pitchers start. Generally, we have two relievers. And then, you, you know, seven starters can be a little rough. He's a filler for me. So if you're okay with that, mm-hmm. you need a filler, fine. But I think he's, once again, he's somebody you'll, you'll eventually move on from. You, you'll need something else. But I'm okay with him. I don't, I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. Doesn't suck. But uh, right, right. no excitement here. You know, he's not going to win you a fantasy league or anything like that. He's, he's just a, uh, a roster filler. Mm-hmm. Merrill Kelly, uh, Arizona, 30 years old. Uh, finally getting a shot in the uh, the major leagues. Uh, some people, uh, you know, paying some attention to him. Uh, he's got a 2.57 ERA and uh, 14 innings pitched. Uh, let's see what his strikeout number is: 12, uh, 12 strikeouts in 14 innings. Any interest in uh, in uh, Mr. Kelly? 3.7 WHIP. Uh, no, not 3.7. 3.7 FIP. Uh, WHIP has been very good uh, so far. Uh, good control. Uh, 7.7 strikeouts per nine. Uh, 1.3 walk per nine. Uh, Will take a chance on Merrill Kelly? 19% owned in Yahoo leagues. Uh, he's sort of the feel-good story, isn't he? Because he's the, you know he's 30 years old, first chance in the majors, pitched in Korea for a few years. Uh, yeah, so yeah. he's the feel-good story. You, you sort of root for him. I, I, I root for these guys, right? I want these guys to, uh, mm-hmm. to uh, succeed and do well. That being said, everything I just said for Tyson Ross, you can just put, you know, plug it in for uh, Kelly. Right, Same right. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, filler at the bottom of your guy, not going to win you a league, nothing exciting here. But we all need guys like this. He's a guy who you'll, you'll, you know, you'll have for a couple of weeks, a month, and you'll move on, find somebody else who you think has a little bit more upside. When I use my fillers, I, I, I generally like to look for some kind of upside, and there's none here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling you, I don't know if you're going to say the same thing about this guy, but Trent Thornton, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I know you don't like the Blue Jays offense, uh, but uh, so far I've gotten off to a, a 
pretty good start. Uh, numbers have gone let's uh, gone up. I had him at a, a 1.69 ERA. Did he just pitch uh, last night, George? Let's check this out. Yeah, last night counts. He got lit up. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, five okay. Uh, earned runs and three innings pitched. Uh, before that, I was looking at his numbers yesterday, and I, what I didn't like about this guy, I was a little worried about him uh, w- when you take a look at his uh, minor league numbers, right? 4.23 overall ERA in minors. Um, how much does that play a part? Like, let's say if a guy comes up and starts lighting it up uh, for, you know, let's say, Let's say a little bit more than the, the the restarts that this guy has. Let's say if he had six starts and is pitching well, do you take a look at his minor league numbers and say, "Hey, this guy was a career four uh, ERA guy in the minors"? I mean, did that take it into consideration before you would uh, think about adding someone? I do look at minor league numbers, but I also, when you do that, you need to recognize well where they play in the minor leagues. You know, they're playing the Pacific Coast yeah, if it's League. PCL, well, get it. Mm-hmm. That's a heavy hitters league, right? We know that. So you got to take yeah. those hitters numbers into consideration. Maybe drop those uh, mm-hmm. numbers 10, 15 percent. And same thing with the uh, the pitchers. Maybe make sure okay, he's got a four right. point a four point three ERA in the PCL might not bother me as much. But in the uh, you know in other leagues it would. Uh, I also think it's another guy who's only on the team because well Toronto has nobody else. Yeah, you know, they're a rebuilding right. team. We know they're rebuilding. They're going to be poor for a while, and I think it'll get worse for Toronto because I expect them to try and trade Stroman, Sanchez, mm-hmm. and maybe Shoemaker. Yeah, he's pitching so well that they might be able to move him. So I think they're going to move all right. these guys here. So I always take that into consideration, Joe. Uh, Thornton did get lit up last night by Tampa. His first two starts were against Cleveland and Detroit. Cleveland's having trouble hitting. Detroit can't hit at all. So uh, right. I, uh, it's, no, it's something else I'll look at with all these guys. It's a small sample size, but who have they faced? You know, that, but that also being said, uh, once again, Gabe Marancy and I were bashing this all week long. In the American League, there are a lot of bad teams. A lot mm-hmm. of bad teams teams. So when we say, you know, oh my God, he's uh, he's only pissed against this team, this team, this team. Those teams are terrible. Well, you know what? You're going to face more terrible teams than good ones. That's just the way baseball is right now. You have the haves and the have-nots. Uh, I, I think we all wish it wasn't that way, but there's only maybe right. six, about six really competitive teams in the American League. The others are all blah, bad. And you look at, you know, Orioles, bad. They can hit, but they can't pitch. You know, uh, Blue Jays really can't do much of either. Uh, Royals, you know, they, they're somewhere in the middle of the pack. White Sox, same thing. Blah. Nothing here. Rangers, blah. Angels, blah. This is a lot of bad teams. Nationally, it's the same problem. Miami's terrible. You know, Cincinnati's bad. Cubs don't look all that great. San Francisco Giants uh, can't hit. Diamondbacks, blah. A lot of blah teams in baseball. Uh, it's, it's bad for the game. they got to figure out a way to fix this. So uh, I take that into consideration. And one thing I want to bring up about the Blue Jays, by the way, you know, Vladimir Guerrero, they passed that time, by the way, where he can be called up now. They've got the extra year of service time, but they're still not calling him up. You know, and I heard conflicting reports yesterday. First, it was that, oh, I'm going to keep him down a while. You know, maybe the, they, they really do want to work on his defense. But then you heard a report later that day, and I think it's because they got some backlash on this. Well, we hope to bring him up soon. You know, that sort of thing. Can you hit a mammoth home run the other night? Right. He's hitting a ton. He's fine as far as health is concerned. It's just a matter of now when they mm-hmm. want to bring him up. Yes. All right. Uh, we'll continue talking about uh, some various waiver wire moves. Uh, I was going to mention uh, Pineda, but we spoke about him earlier. I think your concern with Pineda is just uh, in terms of him uh, pitching deeper into games, right? Correct. I, I like Pineda a lot. I have no mm-hmm. problem starting Michael with Pineda. DFS mm-hmm. today. Yeah, no problem mm-hmm. at all starting in DFS today. But uh, I don't know if you're going to get – obviously, it'll depend on pitch count. But I think right now they're building him uh, up slowly, uh, slowly. And he's pitched mm-hmm. well so far. He could be a you know, six innings pitch, 90 pitch guy. You know, so that, that's my only worry there. So that's, that's it. Other than that, I like Pineda a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, before we head out to commercial, let's uh, take a look at uh, one position player. Uh, uh, how about Dan Vogelback? And now the Mariners have been hitting home runs at a record pace, right? Didn't they break the record for most home runs to start a season? I think over a period of, I think it was what was it, fifteen games or something. Uh, but uh, Vogelback is a guy who uh, first uh, was a, a Cubs prospect, uh, and he's been in and out of a uh, minor league. Uh, I mean, major league lineups and Mariners called him up. 
percent them back down. Uh, six home runs so far in the season. He's batting 400. Is he going to break uh, the t- uh, Ted Williams' record? <laughs> I mean, what do you think of uh, long term for for Vogelback? That was oh yeah, well, Williams, Williams thing. Williams' record's going down yeah, with yeah. tubes. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Yeah, because yeah, he's the last 400 hitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, it was funny, by the way. We we didn't talk. No one talked about Whit Merrifield and his hitting streak anywhere near enough when he was when he had it. That was ridiculous. It was like it was nobody cared. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. found that very strange. Agreed. Anyway, as far as mm-hmm. as far as Vogelback is concerned, it's funny you should bring him up. I had a choice this week in my home league. I needed a first baseman. I have a uh, Olson, so and I've been struggling at first base since he went out. Vogelback or, or or Bell, Josh Bell. Ended up going with Bell, and this was right before uh, Vogelback hit that home run in Kansas City to win the game in that training. So uh, maybe I made the wrong choice there, but I went with Bell. Maybe, but you know that Bell is going to get the regular patch. You have a better chance of getting regular patch for a that, long period of time. That's so. what pushed it for me. That's what pushed it to Bell. Uh, we'll be back with more Week of Fantasy Update, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Disco, look at that, Joe. Little disco weekend fantasy update. Joe Galena, George. We're all Hertz. moving here. Yeah, uh, I don't know this tune offhand. Uh, Joe Galena is in for Cam's third. Cam is in Vegas this weekend. Good for Cam. Cam's been, you know, Joe. Cam's Little- been in Vegas all week. I mean, he's been there since uh, oh I think the Red Eye last Sunday night. Yeah, I don't know that nine. You're gonna have to hitchhike home. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope not. I really. Ho- I hope that flight is prepaid. Right? Nah, uh, he's not buying I'm a ticket. Kidding. Yeah. I'm only kidding. He he knows what he's doing. He knows his limits, uh, uh, and he knows uh, well, where to put hope the. Uh... He knows his limits. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Cam still be back next week with me next Saturday. No show next Sunday for Easter. We'll uh, we we're not here on Easter. No live show anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but he'll be back with the uh, next Sunday from eleven to two. And uh, Joe is now with uh, Mike Blewett on Fantasy Sports today on Saturday mornings eight to eleven. Correct, Joe. Absolutely, yeah. Looking forward to uh, working with Mike. I uh, worked with him earlier today. Uh, a lot of fun working with Mike and a great uh, football mind as well for Mr. Blewett. Best yeah, Mike's on the, on the network. <laughs> Probably, yeah. He's, he's got that voice. Yeah, yeah. He really does. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed working. I worked with Mike for years uh, when we did the, uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, the weekend morning show. So uh, I, I actually miss working with Mike. Don't tell him, though. Don't, mm-hmm. don't tell him that. All right. Tune in to Calling the Shots <laughs> with Keith Irizarry. Never worked with Keith. On FNTSY Sports Radio Network weekdays from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time as Keith takes you around the sporting world, checking in on live game action with a daily stream of notable guests second to none. If you're able to watch the show and not just listen, catch the video feed live or demand on the FNTSY Sports Network YouTube page or on your favorite OTT provider. It's Calling the Shots with Keith Irizarry on the FNTSY. FNTSY Sports Radio Network and FNTSY Sports Network YouTube page weekdays from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, I don't, I've never worked with Keith. Uh, not yet, anyway. And uh, hope he enjoys doing that show. It's only a matter of time for you. That's it seems to be right. I'm the, I'm the utility player, right? Yeah. I, I know my I know my role here. Someone's going away. I get a phone call. There you call. go. You know, you know mm-hmm. can you cover? Can you help? And uh, of course. Of course, I've I actually do. listened occasionally. Good, good, good here. Good, uh, good listen from Mr. Irizarry. Yeah, I'll, 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 I've heard bits and pieces. Uh, never the uh, never mm-hmm. the full show. Eight to eleven. I'm generally watching games. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, with my Islanders, you know, hey, Islanders won the first two games of the uh, against Pittsburgh. Didn't see that coming. I thought they would split. You know, uh, Gabe and I and Cam. We all talked about it. We thought the Islanders Wednesday night. We thought the Islanders were a must play. Uh, because it was the first game at the NYC uh, National Coliseum. I, I keep calling it that. What is it? The NYCB Theater, whatever they call it now in Uniondale. And we knew that bomb would be rocking. 
and it would be uh, it would be just nuts there. And uh, good chance that the Allens would, uh, would take advantage of that. But we all also thought – actually, I'm not so sure about Cam. Gabe and I thought that Pittsburgh would – you know, hell, they'll get it back tomorrow night. They would adjust, and uh, no way the Islanders are winning the first two games. Well, the Islanders won the first two games. All right? And uh, – so yay for my Islanders there. Game three tomorrow. Uh, once again, be very nerve wracking here. The Islanders haven't won. I wish won a playoff series in a couple of years. I wish your yes, Islanders luck. Uh, even though you know I, I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan, but a casual Rangers fan. I've been out of. I'll be honest with you, I haven't followed hockey uh, since like uh, what was it, the late '90s when they had that strike and uh, the uh, Stanley Cup Finals were. You know, they didn't have a Stanley Cup final. <laughs> yes, I remember. Off in a, really, yeah, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, who's a Rangers fan, and he follows hockey closely. I was talking to him last night, and he's like, "Wow, the Islanders. I mean, basically, they're uh, uh, they shouldn't be doing as well. I mean, Pittsburgh is is the favorite in this series, right? I, I mean, uh, it's a surprise that they're doing as well. It was the Islanders had a better record than Pittsburgh coming into the season. That's why they're hosting the series. But I think most people would tell you mm-hmm. that Pittsburgh's a better team. I mean, you got Crosby, you got mm-hmm. Malkin, Kessel. I mean, Latang. The, mm-hmm. the Islanders can't match these players, but right now the Islanders are playing better as a team. I don't think there's any doubt right. about that. They uh, they're faster. You know, and the Islanders will be faster than most teams, but they don't have the talent. You know, it's it's, right. it's it's interesting. I thought I had Pittsburgh in six. I picked Pittsburgh in six. I thought they would split at home. Pittsburgh pretty much takes two or three in Pittsburgh and maybe wins game six there in the series. It's over. Now, uh, I was already adjust that. You know, now Pittsburgh, I mean, you talk about tomorrow's a must win. You know, you, you don't come back mm-hmm. from 3-0 in the NHL playoffs. It's pretty much uh, right. all over but the crying. And that's not the only series. Uh, I mean, Columbus and Toronto, Columbus and Tampa Bay, excuse me, Tampa Bay, had, right. Uh, they that tied the for mentioned. the most wins. Right. Tampa Bay tied for the most wins in the regular season this year. Most wins, Joe. Mm-hmm. Or ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. First two games of the wow. playoffs they've lost. That's a long time. Ever is a long time. Ever is a long time. They lost, they blew a three-goal mm-hmm. lead in game one, and they lost 4-3. And last night they, they got they got bamboozled last night, 5-1. They got destroyed. 5-1. And their best player, one of the mm-hmm. best players in the NHL, Nikita Kucherov, more than likely going to be suspended for an illegal hit. Uh, and he should be suspended. And that's, if it was the regular season, he may be facing five, six, seven games for what he did. Uh, I, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what the NHL gets him. I don't want to get into the uh, – I know you're not a big hot guy, so I don't want to get into the NHL and their disciplinary system. Uh, but that's fine. it should be no, interesting can... to see what they do here. Let's just say they're, uh, mm-hmm. how they treat star players and how they treat nobodies are completely different. So I'm curious to see what the mm. NHL does here, but he should get suspended for multiple games. Uh, but anyway, like I said, it's shocking, shocking that uh, you know Cummins won the first two games here in uh, Tampa Bay. Once again, those first two games were in Tampa. Now Tampa Bay has to you know get off their ass and win games in Columbus. Not mm. the easiest thing to do. But I did want to talk about a couple of baseball games starting in about 15 minutes. So our first game, you know, you and I, are Yankee fans. That's the first start today, 105. Chicago White Sox, Ivan Nova, Yankee CC Sabathia. Chicago's plus 140, Yankees minus 165. Yankees are pretty uh, pretty decent favorite here, over under 10.5. What do you like? I mean, uh, I know you're not a big gambler, but if you were, you liking the Yankees mm-hmm. today? You know, you liking the, the White Sox, or you, you would, would just stay away from this game? I'm uh, For me personally, 10.5, I think runs could be put on the board today. Yeah, I mean... Uh, if there was an over like over under, I think I would probably take the over in this game because I'm not really confident in either one of these pitchers, uh, Nova or Sabathia today. Um, in terms of like putting, you know, who I would take in this game, uh, you know, Sabathia his first start of the season. Uh, I mean, this is a tough one. I think I might avoid this, to tell you the truth. If I, I mean, put a gun to my head, I, I'd probably end up taking, uh, with the way that the uh, Yankees' offense has been going, uh, I, I might even take the White Sox, crazy as it may sound. Well, I'm not going to put a gun to your head. All right, so uh, you don't have to worry. About Please that. don't, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I have no plans to do that. I, mean, I don't know how the day goes. I mean, you know, this, this sheet writing <laughs> thing uh, drives me crazy, and the Yankees lose today. Maybe I'll come tonight and put a gun to your head. But uh, mm-hmm. no, I'm probably not going to do that. The over-under is 10.5, and, and that's a high. Mm-hmm. That's high. It's not the highest on the day. Mm-hmm. The next game we're t- going to talk about, the Red Sox and Orioles, they, they have an 11. But 10.5 uh, is, mm-hmm. is a high over-under. Usually over-unders eh, right around 9. 
That's what they are in baseball. But ten mm-hmm. and a half is high. Now the Yankees they scored. Well, the White Sox scored fifteen runs last night in what seven innings. And by the way, last night, right. were you shot? Were you surprised that this game was rained out so quickly? I mean, the rain delay started uh, at about ten, and it was done by ten forty. Right. It was only a three-run lead. That sounds the Yankees had three innings right. to go. Uh, I last night, uh, full disclosure, uh, I was at a uh, school play, so I really, you know, I mean, I I heard the results in the car on the way home, uh, but one of my buddy's uh, daughters was in uh, uh, the School of Rock musical, you know, the the movie from a few years back. So, I but that guess. does sound like uh, it would, that does sound like it was a uh, a quick uh, call. I found this strange. Uh, like I said, the, the game went into a delay, or I guess around, I guess it could have been 9.45. But anyway, the delay was only mm-hmm. about an hour. And it was uh, top of the seventh. It wasn't like it was top of the ninth. The Yankees still had three more at-bats coming. They were only down three runs. It was a high-scoring game. I was just surprised they canceled it so quickly. If you're going to do that, then why not just uh, you know, continue the rest of the game today? You know, That's what I was going to ask you. Like, what, are the, the what are the rules where you call the game because you, know, you, you reach the five innings? Uh, or you just decide that you're going to continue it today. What, what's uh, when the what the the rules are like when they decide to do to do that? You know. Well, that's another time where I think the the, the the rules were called correctly. I mean, it was <laughs> it was called correctly. I don't know. I don't know why they. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they had the forecast that it was going to rain all night, and it did. By the way, here, right, it, right. if you live in the New York area, it rained. But it, you're it right. Why didn't they just continue ago. it today? Mm-hmm. I think I was driving home in the rain from New Jersey. Yeah. As long mm-hmm. as, as long as the teams are playing the next day. Okay, you don't want to wait to throw two and a half, three hours? I have no problem with that. Continue it the right. next day. Continue the game the next if day. If it's at the it end up. of a three-game series, then yeah, that's I different. understand you know, you're just calling it. Yes. That's different, right. That, if they're not playing mm-hmm. the next day, if it's Sunday and they're not playing Monday, I'm not saying should, everybody should come back Monday or another day. I'm not saying that at all. Then fine. It's rain short and game. That's life. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing the next day, they could have easily started this game already and been done. At 12 o'clock, done. Mm-hmm. I mean, me, that, that's the way I think it should have been done. Uh, I think uh, it was silly. Uh, I'm not just pitching for a Yankee fan. I mean, for all games. You know, that, that this is the way they should do it. So you get the full games in there. But anyway, I was just surprised. All right, second game uh, is also a... Uh, wait, wait, tell me. Who, who would you take in this game? Would you take uh, the Yankees or the White Sox? No, I agree with you. I'm not touching it. Uh, I, I like the mm-hmm. over. I like the over 10.5, mm-hmm. uh, which is minus 105. Uh, I think there's going to be a uh, run scoring... Uh, I think it's going to be runs put on the board here. I don't trust the bat in his mm-hmm. first start. Wouldn't trust him anyway. And Nova, I think, gets hit right. as well. The only concern for me would be, you know, the Yankees are, man, a lot of guys not in that lineup. So I think in some ways mm-hmm. this may be a sucker's bet here where the, uh, you should be going more on the over. But the other reason I like the under, it's only minus 105. You get pretty much even money here. So uh, I think I would take look, my chance there. Look at the score four. Yeah. Look yeah, at this the score Yankees. four on the Sox, right? No, I'm, I'm talking uh, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, uh, Yoan Mankata, and uh, Eloy Jimenez, uh, Jimenez, who hit his uh, first two home runs of his career. I mean, once these guys get rolling, that's a nice four guys to have in your lineup. Right? Oh, the Red, the, the White Sox are building. They're building. Man, they got Kopech who yeah. gets back with Tommy John surgery. There's a reason Even they well, wanted Manny Machado. Mm-hmm. You know, they want, yeah. There's a reason they wanted Manny Machado. They, they knew they were building here. Remember, the White Sox offered more mm-hmm. money. To Machado than the Padres mm-hmm. did. Granted, he would have had to hit a couple of incentives, but they were easily made incentives. He would have hit those. And mm-hmm. I think it was 330. They were going to give him something silly. Or 350. It might have been 350 he could have made. Uh, somewhere around there. They offered him more money. He just chose San Diego. Don't get me wrong. I would have chosen mm-hmm. San Diego, too. If I had chosen living in Chicago <laughs> and then their winters or San Diego, I'm choosing San Diego. All right. All right second game on the docket. Uh, 105 star Baltimore Red Sox. Cashner. Porcello. All right. I think we all think well, Red Sox are going to win this game. The problem is it's minus 275. So that's almost three to one against. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you, if they did lose, you're going to lose some serious cash here. The over-under in this game mm-hmm. is 11. So they expect run, a lot of runs we put up on the board today. Are you liking anything here? Maybe uh, maybe maybe it's the run line here of uh, minus one and a half of the Sox. That's only minus 140. I could be talked into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I'm thinking that the Red Sox – are starting to figure things out. I mean, everyone uh, went crazy when they started out two and eight. Uh, Benintendi hit his first home run last night. We talked about how hot Moreland uh, has been uh, to start the season. J.D. Martinez, you can't uh, uh, ever count him out. And uh, Devers has gotten off to a good start. So, uh, yeah, you could convince me to take the Red Sox uh, very easily in this game. Yeah, I like the run line. 
I, I do of uh, mm-hmm. minus one and a half. Uh, what's the minus one forty? I think I would take a shot on this. Once again, I like to tell everybody: make sure you shop around. You might be able to get a better uh, better line than I've gotten. Yeah. Uh, yep. Living in New York, we have minimal options here as of right now. I can't be like Gabe and uh, Cam and just or Gabe and just go to the New Jersey sports book. Uh, that'd be a, a hike for me. <laughs> so it's not going to happen. Uh, two o'clock slot. Last game we'll talk about as far as betting because the last the, sure. uh, game that'll sure. go off while we're here is that Detroit Minnesota game. I mentioned thirty-seven degrees. It's going to be freaking cold in Minnesota. Always think this is an advantage for the pitching. Always think so. Uh, mm-hmm, minus two ten mm-hmm. for the Minnesota Twins. Plus one seventy for the Tigers. Over under is only eight and a half. Minus one twenty if you take the under. I think you see where I'm leaning here. I like the under in this. Yeah, game. yeah. I'm, I think I might do the minus. I do as well. Yeah, I like the, I like the way you're thinking. I like your strategy. Uh, yeah, 37 degrees. Um, that bat is gonna feel. Uh, w- w- you know, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be stinging, right? I mean, I mean how many of these guys are gonna be wearing uh, their uh, their ski mask, right? You could just see the the, the the slits of their eyes. Uh, but yeah, I take the definitely take the under in this game. Uh, I, I don't know about how I feel about the the overall win. I guess I'd have to give it to uh, the Twins in this one, uh, but we've spoken about Pineda, and uh, we both like him in terms of, uh, you know, uh, his outlook today. Is there anything worse when you play baseball than in uh, in cold weather when, you know, you take a swing and you hit the ball at the end of the bat or on the handle and you get the bees in the hands? Like, oh my God, that hurts. Mm. That feels terrible. I I always hated playing baseball in the cold weather. Oh, that's why I think it's an advantage to pitchers. You know, it's just because it has to be on the back, uh, back of the minds of these hitters that you don't, you don't want to get jammed. You don't want to hit the ball at the end of the bat here. I like the under in this game as well. Like I said, under 8.5, minus 120. And the run line, minus 115 for the Twins. I think the Twins win the game. Don't think I'll do anything there as far as the Twins are concerned. Yeah, I could be talking into it again, but uh, I, I think I'll pass mm-hmm. on that. But uh, that's how it is. Uh, since we got time, we'll do the 3 o'clock game, the, the last afternoon One game out of the day. It's the game you and I talked about earlier. Tampa Bay and Toronto, Snell versus Buckholtz, uh, minus 220. Mm-hmm. So listen, we, we expect the Rays to win this game, plus 170 if you want to go on uh, Toronto. Over-under is 8, minus 10, 110 either way here. Blake Snell, minus 220, minus 140 on the run line. I could be talking to that. Mm-hmm. I am interested, though, in seeing uh, how Buckholz does. I mean, uh, seemed like last year he uh, kind of experimented and and found uh, some good stuff in terms of uh, you know he looked like he had uh, turned the corner. You know, been out of commission for a while, but uh, yeah, I mean, Snell is Snell, right? <laughs> he's he's just too good. He he's too good. Uh, and Buckholz, that's just the greasy hair, right? That's how he gets the. Uh... A little tackiness on the ball. That's another pet peeve of mine, by the way. You know, Major League Baseball, rather than rubbing the Mississippi mud on the ball, rather than looking the other way when everybody and their mother has something on their pants or whatever, Mr. Pineda, let's get it off your neck, all right? Uh, Just make the balls tacky. All right, just make the balls tacky. How tough is this? All right, Japan does it. They have tackiness on the ball, so they don't have to rub anything on it. They don't have to worry about the players putting illegal substances on the ball. Just make the ball Mm -hmm. tacky. Uh, it's another little pet peeve of go. mine. I think, and you don't have to worry about You don't have to worry about oh, some umpires might rub it up better than other umpires. It's just idiotic. We use Mississippi mud, like this special mud from Mississippi. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. So uh, that's another little Coming pet peeve. Coming straight from the Mississippi River. By the way, uh, 323 slugging percentage for Toronto. I know we've talked about how weak their offense has been, <laughs> but 323 slugging percentage against uh, left-handed pitching so far this year. Ain't, ain't getting any better today. Not a little better no. at all. Weekend Fantasy Update. He's Joe Galena. I'm George Kurtz. Sean Angle behind the glass. Cam Stewart back next week. But we'll be back after this.